الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يحبهم ويحبونه وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم احب الله من كل قلوبكم سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم what i want to share with you tonight is one of the greatest teachings of this awliya allah our mashaykh mashaykh uzam and that is they teach us how to love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now outwardly it appears that they teach us how to love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with their words but actually they teach us how to love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with their hearts and when they put their heart which has the feeling of love for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the presence of the hearts of others so their hearts are able to light the hearts of others so what we gathered for you tonight was in the teachings of our own sheikh and how very recently at our own ijtema at our khanka at sheikh khanka he taught us how to love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when you will see these teachings you will understand them why nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam he taught us to make dua Allahumma inni as'aluka hubbaka wa hubba man yuhibbuk That oh Allah I ask that you put a love for you in my heart And like Mufti Uzaifu was mentioning Sometimes Allah Ta'ala tells the mechanism Wa hubba man yuhibbuk And Allah Ta'ala I ask you to put the sabab for that The means for that The wasila for that The way to that By putting love in my heart for those who love you because if i love your lovers for your sake then i will be in that special group of people who nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam said are from al mutahabuna fillah who are those people that on that day of judgment when everyone else will be sweating when people will be sweating blood when allah taala says in quran on that day of judgment when that woman who is pregnant she will even give birth instantly there will be such an awe on that day such a terror on that day so much fear on that day but there will be some people and amongst those people are these people called al mutahabun they loved one another for the sake of the love for allah subhanahu wa taala they attached their hearts to one another for the sake of their heartfelt attachment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah ta'ala put these people in the cool shade of his arsh on the day of judgment and this is a sahih hadith of sayyidina rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam imam nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his sunnah is giving us hidayah to form these relationships of love to beg allah ta'ala for these relationships of love to die in these relationships of love so that we can be raised on the day of judgment in these relationships of love So our deen is a deen of love alhamdulillah our deen is a deen of love love for the lovers love for the beloveds love between the lovers love between the beloveds this is the real silsila this is silsilatul muhabba silsilatul suhba if we could connect our hearts to this hearts of love and get this love for allah taala in our heart then inshallah we have great hope that allah taala's mercy would descend upon us allah subhanahu wa taala has created love as a force of attraction 
This is the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates. He has created attractive forces, gravitational force between physical objects, electromagnetic force between electrical and magnetic objects. And Allah ta'ala has created this force of love as an attraction between the hearts of human beings. It's this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if it exists in the hearts of the spouses, they will have a happy married life. If this love for Allah ta'ala exists mutually in the heart of the parent and children, they will have a happy family life. The love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the nucleus of the home, the nucleus of the society, the nucleus of the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To feel this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now it's up to us. Everybody, every human has a heart. Every heart with love, it's our choice whether we want to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what He loves, or we want to love something from our own desires of our nafs, or we want to love some idea from our mind. It is our choice, our free will, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us in Quran that the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu should be dominant over all types of even permissible loves, let alone the unlawful loves. Allah subhanahu wa Quran mentions a whole list of loves that He wants us to love, but then He reminds us that the love for Allah subhanahu wa should even be more than that. Kul inkana aba'ukum wa abna'ukum wa ikhwanukum wa azwajukum. That say to them, beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu that if your parents or your children or your brethren, your siblings or your spouses, wa ashiratukum wa amwalun, and your relatives and the money, your property, your possessions, your wealth, that you have earned with tijaratun takshona kasadaha and the businesses that you worry that what if they go down and the homes that you enjoy to live in if these things any one of them becomes even slightly more beloved to you than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa jihadun fi sabilihi and to sacrifice your very life for the sake of your love for Allah ta'ala and your love for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then fatarabbasu hatta ya'ti Allahu bi amrihi then you can wait and be anxiously waiting when Allah ta'ala begins his amr his command وَاللَّهُ لَا يَحْلِ الْقَوْمَ الْفَاسِقِينَ No, no, Allah Ta'ala will never send hidayah on the people of fisk. So what does fisk in this ayah? Doesn't, it's not even talking about lustful love, romantic love, materialistic love, unlawful love. Here in this ayah, Allah Ta'ala said that if you love things that are permissible to love, such as your parents, your children, your spouses, your homes, your lawful businesses, if you love those more than you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, more than you love the Prophet sallallahu more than you love sacrificing for the sake of Allah and His Messenger, Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that you are from the Fasikeen and you will never get hidayah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abna, imagine how much we have to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That this force of attraction, this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be the most dominant force in our life, the most feeling, the most intense feeling in our heart. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu and our shaykh, when he taught us this, I looked it up and it was very interesting what we found on this in the works of Sirah. That when Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu he came to Medina Manawra and the ulama of Sirah have recorded his first khutbah the first address of Nasiha that he gave in this beautiful new community, which is known still to this day as Madinatul Rasul, Madinatul Nabi Wasallam. these great believers who presented their homes and society, these Ansar who invited the Prophet and Muhajirun. So what did Nabi Kareem Wasallam say to them? Ahimbu ma ahamballah. 
that you must love everything that Allah Ta'ala loves. أَحِبُّ اللَّهَ مِنْ And you must love Allah Ta'ala Himself with all of your heart entirely. Allah Akbar. This is the message. This is the beginning of the message of Nabi Kareem وسلم, to the people of Medina. It's all about love. Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Love in His name. Love for His sake. Our problem is we love Allah Ta'ala half-heartedly. Not wholeheartedly. We have other rivals for Allah Ta'ala in our heart. We have other occupants in our heart. We have other beloveds in our heart. We're not following this beloved teaching of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we have to know that loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we love Allah Ta'ala wholeheartedly, then the pleasure, the lazat that that gives the heart is more than the pleasures of the nafs. Many times people ask, no, I do love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but I still sin. I do love Allah ta'ala, but I'm overcome by lust. I do love Allah ta'ala, but I'm overwhelmed by my nafs. And they don't understand. And they think, no, I do love Him. I did make dua to Him. I did go for Umrah. They look in their heart. They're not, they're honest. They do see love for Allah ta'ala, but it's not wholeheartedly. It's only like Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam When we love Allah Ta'ala entirely with all of our hearts, like Allah Ta'ala taught us in Quran, more than we love anything and everything else in this world, then Allah Ta'ala gives a lazzat, then Allah Ta'ala gives a sweetness and pleasure to the heart, which is infinitely greater than the pleasures of the nafs. It's only then that a person can move away from the pleasures of the nafs. Like we say, if you want to get unhooked off of one high, you have to get hooked to a greater high. The only high that is greater than the pleasures of the nafs is the delight, the kalb, the spiritual heart has when it is full of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to learn how to get that delight. We can't get it on our own. We have to go to those who have that delight in their heart, those who give their life to spread that delight to the people. These are called the siddiqeen and sadiqeen, the awliya, the mashayikh. This is what they do. They have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they're so kind and generous. They share that love. They share that love. And a day of our shaykh, he told that this is why animals can never go beyond nafs. Because some people use the aql, they say, no, you say to be human is to love. Now, animals also have love. Yes, animals do have, some animals have some love for their children or love for their territory. But look what Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, that love for Allah Ta'ala and the Prophet Wasallam has to be more than that love. That the animals don't have. That's why they can never transcend their nafs. That's why even the kindest, sweetest dolphin, whatever animal you like, is ultimately a creature of their nafs. Because they don't have that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam. So the difference to be human, to be human is to love Allah. To be human is to love Rasulullah sallam. It's our very humanity. Otherwise we fall like the animals. أُولَٰئِكَ كَالْأَنْعَامْ بَلْهُمْ أَذَلُ Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that their people, they're like cattle. They're like animals. بَلْهُمْ أَذَلُ They're even lower than animals. Why? They had ghafla. Just because they were heedless, they forgot this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They allowed themselves to become heedless, mindless, heartless of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people, they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what Allah ta'ala does for them. This our Mashaikh have called Ashik Ehsani. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending blessings on them, when Allah ta'ala is sending his karam on them, then they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the good times. Or they love Allah ta'ala for what Allah ta'ala does for them. This is a part of love. We should have this love. Sayyidina Rasulullah hadith, that you have to love Allah ta'ala due to the bounties and blessings that he has graced you with. That's partly there. 
But to love Allah Ta'ala only in good times, and then when things go bad, people say, oh, I'm feeling distant from Allah. Why? Because I'm having a problem at work, I'm having a problem at business, I'm having a problem at university. That will make you distant from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. No, it doesn't mean that Allah doesn't love you. This is the way of the world. Allah Ta'ala will test everyone. Everyone will be tested. The test, trial, tribulation, difficulty is not a withdrawal from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So we should not feel distant from Allah Ta'ala in the bad times. If we do, then it means we're only ashik asani. means that we only love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala when He's doing something for us. So there's another way. There's another way that's called ashik zati. That's different. First way is, Allah Ta'ala, I love you for what you do to me. Asik zati, I love you Allah for who you are. I love you for who you are. You are Ar-Rahman, I love you. You are Al-Kareem, I love you. You may not, maybe at this moment, it may appear to me that you're not putting your full karam on me because I'm having some difficulty. But you're still Al-Kareem yourself. I love you for who you are. Allahu Akbar. Don't we want people, don't we say that to each other in this world? Hmm? That honey, I love you no matter what. Hmm? Honey, I don't just love you because of what you do for me. I love you because of who you are. Huh? So when are we going to have this true feeling of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah ta'ala, I love you no matter what. Allah ta'ala, I love you for who you are. I love you no matter what's happening in my life. That's actually the real test. <laughs> the actual test even more than sabr. Sabr means one level is patience. Sabr also means fortitude, perseverance on this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once Rabbi Basriya, she was asking, listen to a woman. She was asking people, what does it mean to love Allah? One person said to love Allah Ta'ala means to spend your money on them. One person said to love Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala means you give your life on Him. Spend your money on Allah Ta'ala. Give your life for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Be pleased with Allah Ta'ala. Have sabr in difficult times. One said have shukr in good times. Then Rabbi Basri, she said, to love Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala means that your love for Allah Ta'ala is unwavering even in times of sabr or even in times of shukr. In fact, she said, your mushahada of Allah Ta'ala is unwavering even in times of sabr, even in times of shukr. Means not your worries cannot distract you from the love of Allah Ta'ala at all. And any worldly happiness, worldly enjoyment, worldly achievement, attainment, indulgence, luxury cannot distract you from the love for Allah Ta'ala at all. Your entire heart is given over to the love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This is the true love. That yes, we love Allah Ta'ala for the incredible blessing that He's given us, but we also love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for who He is. Both these loves should be there in our heart. Now, sometimes to love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, we have to cut our hearts off. We have to sever our hearts from some of these other loves. We have to sever our hearts completely from the unlawful loves, and we have to have at least one level of detachment from the lawful and permissible loves. So the only love that we're completely, entirely attached to is the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all one's heart, sometimes in Arabic later they call it fana. Fana meant to just be absorbed entirely in the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes they call it mahav, to erase every other love and feeling from your heart. Sometimes they call it istighraq, to be drowning, drowning deeply in this feeling of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah ta'ala in Qur'an, He called this feeling tabattu. 
وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا Then make dhikr of the name of your Rabb. And this is the nature. That when you love some being, you love their name. Even just the mention of their name makes you fall in love. إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَ قُلُوبَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala says the believers are such that just the very mention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes their hearts tremble and quiver. Maybe sometimes they tremble and quiver with fear of Allah Ta'ala and sometimes they quiver with yearning for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just the mention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name. So this tabattul is achieved through the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It means devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It means giving preference to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over everything else. It means annihilating any and every obstacle that can come between us and Him. It's to devote our entire life exclusively to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the exclusion of anything and everything that can come in the way of our devotion to Him. Anything that can come along with our heart's love for Allah Ta'ala, we can take it along in our life. And anything that even slows our hearts feeling down in the slightest, we will shed it and discard it in our life. That's called tabattal. That's what Allah Ta'ala is giving. Hukum in Quran. وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا Give your heart exclusively to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and exclude anything that prevents you from doing so. Allahu Akbar. This is a feeling of love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So what is this love that we have to leave? We have to leave love for ghairullah. All unlawful love and all overpowering love that's even permissible. Why? Because if our heart is already filled with too much love for ghairullah, how are we going to get a heart full of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And Sayyidina Rasulullah said in a hadith, which is hadith Qudsi, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that I look toward the mu'min's heart with love and when I find that if, if I find that their heart is empty of everything, then I fill their heart with my love. So Allah Ta'ala wants to see emptiness. This is one of the things, the effects of dhikr. That dhikr of khaliq makes us empty of makhluk. When we remember our creator, we're actually trying to empty our heart from creation. This is a very good emptiness. This is a beautiful emptiness. Sometimes our mashaykh, they mention it like this, that number one, you must leave sin. And number two, you must make your bowl empty, you must make yourself hollow. Because the more empty you are, the more love Allah Ta'ala will put. And But nobody wants to put anything in a bowl that is dirty. Nobody will put milk even in a dirty glass. Even me and you, when we go to the cupboard, we take a glass, if there's one speck of dust that we see, we will not put milk in it, we will wash it first and then put the milk in it. Why do we think Allah Ta'ala will put the nur of His muhabba in our kalb when we allow our kalb to become dirty with the sins against His commands? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the Sahih Hadith that whomsoever commits a sin, they get a stain on their kalb, a spot on their kalb. Hmm? So that stained heart, how is that stained heart going to get the nur of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So we have to empty our heart, we have to be hollowness. This is called feeling a need. Ya ayyuhannas, antumul fuqara'u illallah. That, O oh people, you're essentially hollow and empty and ultimately needy and dependent for Allah. You need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So zikr also creates that need. Zikr creates that void. Zikr makes us realize that void that we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needy of him, Allah ta'ala fulfills his needs. We want that if we show up to Allah Ta'ala, needy of the dunya, Allah Ta'ala should fulfill those needs. And He does, He is ar-razaq. Then you imagine what would happen to that heart if it showed up to Allah Ta'ala, needy of Him, yearning of Him, longing for Him, desperate for Him. 
desperate for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the condition of a true believer. This is what it means to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And on the flip side, if somebody keeps away from the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doesn't try to develop this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then their heart gets tied up. Their heart gets knotted. Their heart gets locked in the different loves of this world. Because they left their heart unattached. If we don't actively attach our heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know there's a whole dunya out there. There's mukhluk out there. There's nafs in here. There's shaitan's waswasa out there. There's so many other forces trying to attract us in other directions. If we don't steadfast, perseveredly attach our heart to the love for Allah ta'ala, this heart will get attached very quickly. And we're amazed sometimes at young men and young women how quickly they attach their hearts in such flimsy relationships. Internet relation, Facebook relation, SMS relation, Twitter relation. What type of flimsy attachment is that of the heart compared to the attachment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? But what happened was this simple that because they were unattached to Allah ta'ala, they got attached to something else. If they had worked on their heart first, if their heart had been attached to Allah Ta'ala first, then even if they had to go through these technologies from legitimate work or for some legitimate reason, they wouldn't have gotten attached. Because they were already attached to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. It's like when you go and you see in a hotel or motel, a sign is there, no vacancy. Right? That's the sign we have to have on our heart. No vacancy for ghairullah at all. Ahibullah. Ahibullah min kulli kulubikum. That love Allah Ta'ala with your entire heart, wholeheartedly. And our problem is that we're the complete opposite. We have a lot of vacancy, a lot of rooms to let. Sometimes somebody has love for dunya, love for money, love for fame, love for lust, love for romance. So many rooms, so many vacancies. Because our heart is unattached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, sometimes in one person you find all of these loves. They have lust for strangers. They have romance with a live person. They have love for dunya. They have love of themselves. They have love for fame. They have not just one. They have one after the other after the other loves. This is what happens if the heart fails to attach itself to the one true love, to the true love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it remain, it's flimsy. It gets attached to so many other things. And then the person says, it's difficult for me to detach it. They don't know how. They untie one knot, they get stuck in another one. They untie one rope, they're cast on another one. They unlock one chain, they're cast in another one. Then they say, I untied all the knots, but the memories of the ropes are still with me. I can't get rid of the memories of those loves. I can't get rid of the thoughts of those loves. I tried to make tawbah from that love, and I still think about the pleasure of that unlawful love. How attached the heart got to ghairullah. Because we let it be unattached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How lucky those people are who they begin their life in this journey of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They begin their life in the journey with this attachment to Allah ta'ala. They had parents who knew that tarbiyatul alad, the training your children, isn't just so they have good manners or good etiquettes or they pray salah. And our deen, tarbiyatul alad means your child should be a wali by the age of 20. That is the mark that deen has set. That you train your child to be the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That in the very youth, in childhood and adolescence, you attach the hearts, the kulub of the hearts, the kulub of the children, the spiritual hearts to Allah ta'ala so much that then by the time they go to college and university, their heart is completely detached from creation and their heart is completely attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's called upbringing children. How lucky those people are. We don't have parents like that anymore in this ummah. Hmm? 
Because the parents themselves aren't the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How are they going to put that love for Allah on their children? Hmm? If the parents' heart is unattached to Allah, the children's heart is unattached to Allah, what's going to happen to that family? What's going to happen to the household? What's going to happen to society that is made up of families like that? So everything boils down to this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To attach our heart to this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not only that, that after mentioning the danger of these permissible loves, that they may become excessive, then there's an even bigger danger is the impermissible loves. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. Can you imagine that we are caught up in those dangers also? Dangerous love, harmful love, haram love. And we know it. It's not like we don't know it. It's not like we're doing these sins out of ignorance or unknowingly or no, we don't have any hidayah. In fact, in this case, our own fitra tells us. Our own inner conscience knows that you're betraying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're betraying. And some of us betraying our own families. Hmm? That person who cannot be loyal to their own spouse, they can never be loyal to Allah subhanahu wa That person who can't do the lesser loyalty, what makes you think they can do the greater loyalty? And if notwithstanding that Allah Ta'ala gave them a na'mah, a lawful, loyal, loving spouse, they still look at ghair mahram. So how do you think then they will be safe from falling in love with ghairullah? <laughs> if their own spouse they can betray her, <laughs> then they will necessarily definitively end up in the betrayal of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No deen taught us pure heart, true heart, kalbun salim. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالًا وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ A heart that is pure, a heart that is sincere, a heart that is devoted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now look, Allah Ta'ala gave us an example of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi in Qur'an. How do you cut yourself off? Ajeeb, he said, لَا أُهِمُّ الْآفِلِينَ I cannot feel any love at all for any of these things that fade away. Any of these things that are temporary, literally the things that set, means he was talking about the setting of the moon, the setting of the sun, but it means I can't love any of these temporary things, these waning things, these fading things, these creation things. And we have been told that we are also supposed to be Millat Ibrahim. And Allah Ta'ala put this beautiful sentence of Ibrahim alayhi in Quran as a hidayah for us, that we are supposed to be the same way. I can't love these fading beauties, these waning houses, these temporary livings, these temporary cars. How many of us can say we have this? That we also say, La uhibbul afilin, that I don't love any of those things that said, Malana Rum Rabdai said that you should love those, that if you love those things who die, those things who set, you will never be, get your beloved. <laughs> because your beloved will die on you. Your beloved will ultimately leave you. So if you want to love that, why don't you love that being who's al-hayyul qayyum, who is everlasting, who is self-subsisting, that being who has eternally loved you and wants to eternally love you. Yes, this is who Allah Ta'ala is. Allah Ta'ala has eternally loved. If we have iman, it means Allah Ta'ala made irada that we have iman. And Allah Ta'ala made that irada for past eternity. And what does Allah Ta'ala want for us for the future? Wallahu yadu ila daris salam. He wants us to be His beloved for eternity. Why not love that Allah Ta'ala who has had unfading love for us forever and wants to keep having unfading love for us for future forever? Hmm? Can't we learn to love that Allah Ta'ala? Isn't that a true love? Isn't that a real love? This is why Sayyidina Ibrahim salam. then he also said that anything other than Allah Ta'ala, he, this is another feeling of love. First, that I can't love anything that is fading. 
Second, that anything other than my beloved, I can't, I don't like it. What did he say? فَإِنَّهُمْ أَدُوبٌ لِي إِلَّا رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ That all these fading things, they're like enemies to me. Everything is an enemy to me. Everything is an untrue beloved to me, except Rabbil Alameen, except my true Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my one and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the provider, caretaker, nurser, a bringer of all of the universe, and He's Rabbi, He's the provider, caretaker of me. It's a personal relationship. That Allah ta'ala who is my Rabb, all my love is for Him. This is why the great Hazrat Fajr Mudzub, who is a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Khalifatul Mujaz of Shaykh Ashraf Ali Thanwi, a poet, and he expressed this love for Allah Ta'ala in poetry. So he said, Har tamanna dil se ho That all my wishes, desires, aspirations for Ghayrullah, they all left my heart. My heart has become empty. I've made it hollow now. I've purified it now. Ab to aja, ab to khalbat ho Now Allah Ta'ala, now send your love. Now send your mercy. It's empty of everything else. It's just waiting for you. Can you look how they worked on their hearts? Look what their feeling was. Look what they did with their life. Trying to get the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like trying to get the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he said, Ekun sikya muhammad hoge, sari dunya se wafshat hoge. That now when I have this love for one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now I'm, I feel awkward around the rest of creation. I have no interest in, I feel a stranger to creation. Now that I got this love for my one Allah ta'ala in my heart. Allahu Akbar. Then our Mashaikh mentioned that there are some signs of the lovers of Allah Ta'ala. Some symptoms you can say. That we can check and diagnose to I have this love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So the first thing our Mashaikh mentioned, Hazrat mentions that feeling restlessness. Feeling restlessness. What does this mean? I understand from the world. You will find people have love based on their nafs. Nafsani, shahwani, shaitani muhabbat. They are restless. Their lust, they say, my lust made me restless. I can't stay without them. I can't live without you. I miss you. Hmm? So actually, this, well, if this is the state of the love from the nafs, then can you imagine the state of restlessness when the love comes from the qalb, when the love comes from the spiritual heart, when the love is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are supposed to feel that way about Allah. That Allah, I miss you. I can't stay without you. I'm yearning for you. I'm longing for you. I've talab for you. Ragbat for you. I want to come back to Salah. Oh, I want to go to Baytullah and meet, meet, visit your house. I can't wait to come to Jannah. Yes, Allah Ta'ala This person is yearning to meet Allah Ta'ala and they're yearning for the Day of Judgment. Now most of us are terrified of the Day of Judgment. But Allah Ta'ala describes and grounds this lover of His. He's waiting, He wants it to happen. If it was up to Him, it would happen now. Allahu Akbar. So much yearning for Allah Ta'ala. He's finished with the world. He's no interest in the world. He wants it to happen now. He's just give me confirmation. That Allah Ta'ala is radi with me. Let me just hear that radi mardiya. I want to go. I'm ready to go. Hmm? If Allah Ta'ala was pleased with me, they felt nothing else in the world. It was only because they were following the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah that they would stay. They would, they would be happy to be in the world for the sake of irshad, for the sake of dawah, for the sake of guiding others, connecting others to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Otherwise, there was nothing left for them in the world. This is what I felt with my shaykh. There's nothing that can interest him in the world. The only thing that interests him is trying to connect the hearts of people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now can you imagine that level of ikhlas? Can you imagine the tathir, the effect of that ikhlas? That a person's entire life, they're only living. 
Their only will, the entire will to live is only and only to fulfill the sunnah of Irshad, to fulfill the sunnah of Nabi Kareem Wasallam, to guide and connect people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Other than that, they have no interest in life, no will to live whatsoever. Allahu Akbar Kabeerah. Hmm? So that's ikhlas. <laughs> and Allah Ta'ala puts barak in that ikhlas. So that's when we put ourselves in front of them. Allah Ta'ala puts power in their ikhlas. That's why the poets used to say that the gaze of a mardi moment, hmm, the gaze of a person like that can change the destiny of a person. Why? Because it's the gaze of ikhlas. It's not some magic. It's the magic of ikhlas. It's pure sincerity. This is called lillah fillah muhammad. Only for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Only in His name. Only for His pleasure. This is one aspect of the sign of Allah. And the good thing about this, about this restlessness is what <coughs> eliminates laziness. Otherwise people, they feel lazy. The constant people say this, I don't know how to overcome my laziness. I don't know what to do. I lie idle. I waste time. I waste weekends. I waste holidays. I waste entire summer vacations. I waste entire term breaks. I wasted years just because I was lazy. The only thing that can take you out of this laziness is the passion and the motivation and the restlessness of the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ashik is never lazy about their beloved. The ashik is constantly running around trying to please their beloved. That's what Allah said in Quran, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُمَّ لِلَّهِ That those who have iman, the believers, those who have faith, who are they? The أَشَدُّ حُمَّ لِلَّهِ They are the ones who are intense, intensely extreme, extremely intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah ta'ala made the rest of the deen around this love. Are going to be feeling so much love for me. So what does the lover want? The lover wants to see meet their beloved. So they can't meet me in this world. Okay, I'll put Baytul love for them. I'll tell them you come for Umrah, you come for Hajj, because these lovers of mine they will be restless. They will need an outlet for their love. They need someone to channel their love. So I tell them you come to my home and you do tawaf around my Kaaba. Allahu Akbar. This is the feeling of love. Same thing for salah. Amr Shaykh said, Nabi Kareem said, salatu miraj al-mu'min. That what is it that this lover of mine wants to see me? That they can't see me in this world. That will take place in day of judgment and in akhirah. Allah said, okay, I give you salah. Five times a day you practice what it's like to see me. You practice what it feels like to see me. Sayyidina Rasulullah, he said, what is asan? An ta'budullaha ka'annaka tarah. That you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the same feeling you would have felt if you were seeing him. It doesn't mean imagine that you're seeing Allah Ta'ala. Then you ask, how do I imagine what does Allah Ta'ala look like? No, no, no. You imagine that if I was looking at Allah Ta'ala, how would my heart feel? Practice that feeling now in this world. To give you an example, sometimes when there's a young man who's not married, sometimes he imagines what it's like to be married. He imagines his marriage night. He imagines that he's a groom. He's imagined he's getting dressed up. He imagines taking his bride. He's practicing in his imagination. Hmm? So actually the believer in Salah is practicing in their imagination the feeling. What would I feel like if I were able to see Allah Ta'ala? I want to feel, pray with that same feeling now. Now imagine they practice this feeling five times a day. 365 days a year. Maybe they live a normal life 40, 50 days. Then they come on the Day of Judgment. Allah says they're raised on such a day that they're gazing towards their Rabb. That they're just gazing towards their Rabb. Because this was the dream. This is what they were practicing for. Allah Akbar. This is what it means to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the restlessness. 
the restlessness is called the bechini of ishq. This is the cure, only cure to the laziness of the nafs. Second sign is this person will do a lot of ibadah. A lot of ibadah. They will enjoy salah. Because if they get that feeling, that they pray with the same feeling as if they see Allah Ta'ala, then five times prayers is enough. When they're done like they want to pray, Awa being like Shaykh told us, they at night they pray to Hajjud, they would wake up in the middle of the night, half the night, one third the night. That can never be a prayer of obligation. The Hajjud can only be a prayer of passion. You can set the alarm and force yourself up to wake for Fajr. Believe me, you can't force yourself to wake up for Tahajjud. You can force yourself a few times, but you cannot have mudawama. you cannot be regular on Tahajjud by force. That's not possible. You can do that with Fajr. You can do that with Isha. Ultimately, if you want to be regular on Tahajjud, it has to become a prayer of passion. And these people had passion. As long as they were getting up, praying four rakats and going back to sleep. No, no, no. <laughs> when the lover prays with passion, they keep praying and praying and praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the way until the time of Tahajjud ends. They would pray as long as they could to the time of Suhoor. And then what would they do? Wabil asharihum yastagfirun. Then at the time of suhoor, they would seek forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, they weren't doing any sin. They weren't doing all night sin. They weren't doing parting sin. Now, this is their humility. Their love. They felt the lover, this is the nature of love. That whenever the lover gives their beloved something, they always feel it's not enough. Hmm? That's what we do in this world. We give our beloved a gift and we say, I'm sorry, I didn't really know, I couldn't get you anything. Please accept this humble gift from me. They always feel that whatever the lover, whatever they give the beloved, they feel it's inadequate. So these lovers of Allah Ta'ala, after praying to Allah Ta'ala all night, they felt that this act of tahajjud, this expression of love was inadequate to the beauty of their beloved Allah Ta'ala, to the shan of their beloved Allah Ta'ala. So they would make istighfar. They would ask Allah to forgive them for the inadequacy of their love. Because they know their beloved is just amazing. They know, no love we can offer our beloved Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala is, is in our heart. It's Allah's karam that is good enough for him. But in our heart we view it's not good enough for you Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. This is called the feeling of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the second sign is the abundance of sajda, abundance of salah. Keep praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Keep praying. Again, Rabbi Basra, she's a woman. One night, she prayed all night. And she prayed fajr and she lasted till ishraq. And it comes that after ishraq, she fell asleep while sitting. And when she woke up, she made dua to Allah ta'ala. Oh Allah, I seek refuge from you. I seek refuge in you from eyes that fall asleep and are weary of your worship. Ya Allah, you worship all night, you worship Fajr, you worship through all Fajr, you prayed Ishraq, and then your eyes started getting sleepy, and she immediately made dua. Ya Allah, I seek refuge in you from eyes that grow weary in your worship. Ya Allah, this is love, ajeeb. And that's how people are in this world. You know, when you meet your friend, you want to stay up with them all night. And you stay up more and more. And you're up 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. You push yourself. You drink tea. You want to stay up with them. Hmm? This is what they do. They used to push themselves. They used to push themselves out of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They used to love worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only the people who have the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do this. Shaykh. Shaykh Abdul Wahab al-Shanani ta'ala. One of the great awliya fuqaha of this ummah. He writes... That our elders, the early pious Siddiqeen, Sadiqeen, they used to wait for the darkness of the night so that they could make ibadah to Allah Ta'ala the way a newly married groom waits for the night so he can spend time with his beloved spouse. Gee, Allah Akbar. Yes, 
Yes, and this is exactly what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says. What? كَانُوا قَلِيلًا مِنَ اللَّيْلِ مَا يَهْجَعُونَ وَبِالْأَسْهَارِ يُمْسْتَكْفِرُونَ That they used to sleep little in the night. And then, in another verse, تَتَجَافَ جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ That they used to separate their sides from their beds. It means they remain apart from their com- the comfortable mattresses. Why? يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَتَمْعًا That they yearn and they make dua to Allah Ta'ala in fear, in awe, in reverence, and tama, in longing, and yearning, and hope, in His mercy. وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ And during the day they spend what Allah Ta'ala has given them. And Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu mentioned hadith that Allah Ta'ala loves, He sends His gaze of special mercy and takes pride in front of His angels over this person, that look at this person, they're separating their sides from the bed, and they have a beautiful spouse waiting for them in bed, but rather than take that pleasure, they rather take the pleasure of the Muslim. Allah Ta'ala takes pride about such a person in front of the angels. It's a lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another sign is that the person who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enjoys the recitation of Qur'an. Because when one loves a beloved, one loves every single thing the beloved ever said. Yes, even when we love people, we like to write down their words, we remember their words, we enjoy repeating their words. So what greater love is there than the love that a slave has for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? To love Allah means to love Kalamullah. And to be distant from Kalamullah, you better be sure that you're distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they love Kalamullah. Today people save letters, save messages, read them over and over again. And they enjoy it every time as much as the first time. These lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they used to read Quran over and over and over again. Some sahaba, they used to take one ayah and they used to recite that ayah over and over again for hours, all night, throughout one rakat, throughout two rakats, over and over and over again. They used to enjoy Quran. Sayyidina Usman al-Ghani said that he swore by Allah that if your hearts were sound, if they were salim, then and it means that they had no effects of sins, then your hearts would never be content with the recitation of Quran. You would never get your hearts full. Our Mashaikh said that there are few things that a person's heart never gets full of. One, they say drinking water. That if somebody says, don't drink water, we just give you juice, Pepsi, whatever you want, within three, four days you'll be begging for water. Your heart will never be content of water. Second, looking at the sky. That a person can always enjoy looking at the sky. Third, looking at Kaaba. That a person can never get enough of looking at Kaaba. And fourth, for the person who has the true heart, they can never get enough of reading Qur'an. Never get enough for reciting Qur'an. How lucky are those who are Hafiz of Qur'an. Hmm? Me and you, the, my, one of my ustaz said that we are Luri Langre. Huh? That that person who has studied ilm but isn't Hafiz, he's a cripple. He's a cripple. What does it mean? Even if he wants to stand in prayer for one hour, he can't. He can't because we don't know enough Qur'an. <laughs> we are crippled. How lucky those who aren't crippled. Hmm? And how tragic those who aren't crippled, but they, they aren't crippled, but they do knuckle of the cripple. Nice someday. Huh? That they have that ability. That they can stand for one hour, two hours, and they still just like me, they only pray for five, ten minutes. Hmm? What a tragedy. Hmm? So those who are hufad, especially here tonight, you should do qadr of your hifs. You've been given a lot of love, potential for a lot of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To express love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hours and hours. Because the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they used to love reciting Qur'an. They used to love reciting Qur'an. Us, what do we people today... They can love watching sports and love watching this and love listening to that and love reading this novel and surfing this site. Hmm? 
That's why we tell people that look at your browsing history every time you're done with the web and just see how long you spent. That's it. Just see. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at this thing. This thing sucks you in. For your, in the name of your 10-minute email, you will take 40 minutes from you. It's ajeeb. It's like a ghafla tax. You want to do something properly, it's going to make you ghafil for half an hour, one hour at least from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are very, very, very few people who are safe from the ghaflat of internet and very few people who are safe from the sin of internet. I don't know any young man who can tell me that I'm safe entirely from the sin and the ghaflat of internet. Hmm? It's going to get you one way or the other. And where did that time? That was the time that was supposed to be used in ibadah. That was the time that could have been used in Quran. That was the time that could be used in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How can you write to your mishaq that I don't have time for zikr and muraqabah when this is the history of your browser? Hmm? How can you write that? I don't have time for zikr and muraqabah. So much cell phone time, so much talk time, so much SMS time. If we have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we wouldn't get tired in this worship. Next time the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they feel a delight in following the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Man ahabba sunnati faqad ahabba ni. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa that person not just follows sunnah, no. Man ahabba, that person who loves my sunnah, faqad ahabba ni. Indeed, they have loved me. Wa man ahabba ni. And that person who has truly loved me, kana ma'iya fil jannah, they will be with me in jannah. So these lovers of Allah subhanahu wa they love this, they get a delight in sunnah. Every sunnah is a delight for them. Even the smallest of sunnahs, they have tasted the candies of sunnah, me and you taste the candies of this world. They get the pleasures of sunnah, me and you are chasing the pleasures of nafs and dunya. They enjoy the sunnah. Next sign is that they will make a lot of zikr for, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A lot of zikr. They want to do more zikr. Their heart is desirous of zikr. Their heart is yearning for zikr. Their heart is only content. This Quran, Allah bi zikri But they actually feel it. Because it's the heart of a lover who cannot be contented by anything else than the remembrance of their beloved. So they only feel the contentment. So that's what happens whenever they get time. For idha faragta, they're exact like that. Idha means and whenever, and the very moment that you become free. Idha, the very second you become free, fun sub, be steadfast, have resolve. Don't let yourself be lazy. Don't let yourself fall into nafs. Don't be ghafil. Don't be distracted by dunya. فَنْسَبْ وَإِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَرْغَبْ And turn to your Rabb in longing and yearning and love. This is the sign of the lover. The very moment they're free. It's not a question that I'm free, what should I do now? It's instant. I'm free, I make zikr. I'm free, I make ibadah. I'm free, I make dawah. I'm free, I make khidmah. They immediately, the second they're free, they go and do something that connects them to Allah subhanahu wa And us, we sit around, we wonder what to do with our free time as if we haven't received hidayah. We wonder, what should we do today? What should we do this weekend? Oh, I've got half an hour free, I don't know what to do. Allahu Akbar Kabira. فَإِذَا فَرَغْتَ فَانْصَبْ وَإِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَرْغَبْ This is the sign of the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because they know what's going to happen when they make dhikr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ That, oh my slave, you make dhikr of me, I, Allah, will make dhikr of you. That's the experience of zikr. There's no colors and lights, no. 
If there's any hal or kafir that you want, you want to say that I was doing zikr of Allah Ta'ala and for one minute there I felt his zikr of me. When you feel his zikr of you, you will have yaqeen. Absolute yaqeen. That's what Imam Ghazali meant. That when I spent time with these people, I saw they got the same yaqeen anbiya had. Why? Because they experienced something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The anbiya, they felt the wahi from Allah ta'ala. The dhakreen, they feel the zikr from Allah ta'ala. They feel it. Allah kum, I will make zikr of you. And some point they start feeling it. When you start feeling Allah's zikr of you, then you can never ever leave your zikr. Then you are an addict. Then you are hooked. Then zikr, you want to do it any second, any time, all the time. There are such people that no worldly activity, nothing can distract them from the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then when a person has love, then they're not aware of the time passing. You see, when you sit with your beloved, you're not aware the two, three hours passed. These people, they sit for hours in Muraqabah. We've seen such awliyaullah mashayk like that. They sit for hours. And they're not aware. It's like, there's something, it's like they feel this as a burden. It's not difficult for them. People think it must be difficult for them also. But they're stronger than me. No, no. Actually, the secret is, it's not difficult for them at all. It's not that it's as difficult for them as it is for me and you. And they're somehow stronger than us. No. The secret is, is that they have the true love for Allah Ta'ala in their heart. Therefore, it's not difficult for them. They're able to sit and sit and remember and remember. They're able to stand and stand and pray and pray. They're able to recite and recite. It's not difficult for them at all. Another sign of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that the lovers of Allah ta'ala, they dislike the mention of ghairullah. They don't like it when people come and talk to them about the dunya. They don't like it. Rabbi Basriya, once somebody came to her, and that person was condemning the world. They were doing dham, mudhammat of dunya. Even then she said that I think just the fact that you take this name of dunya in front of me means to me that you like it to so stop talking about it. Our Sheikh, he has made a poem, Ajeeb. Yaad kare tera, ya kare tera tazkara har shaks, varna mujh se guftagu na kare. Allah Akbar. Ya, either a person should talk about you, Allah Ta'ala, to me, otherwise they shouldn't talk to me at all. They shouldn't talk to me at all. Achieve The state of the lovers. So they don't like it. They don't like it. They get a withdrawal in their heart, a detachment from their heart, a disinterest in their heart, a karahat in their heart from the petty things of this world. Another sign is they spend in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once somebody sent 40,000 dirhams, Sayyidina Mawid sent 40,000 dirhams to Umm Mu'mineen Sayyidina Anha. That's a massive amount. 40,000 dirhams. She called her khadama and she said, call all the widows of Medina Manawara so I can distribute all the money to the orphans and widows. So all the widows and orphans came. She gave all that money away. After she gave all the money away, the khadama said that, oh Aisha, you are fasting today and we don't even have any bread to break the fast. Aisha said, oh, if you told me earlier, maybe I would have kept one small amount, one dirham, one dirham for myself. But she had no attachment to wealth. The second they get it, they love to spend it. Amazing. And she's in a state of fast. She forgot her own need because she was so much in love with spending on her Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a person forget their own needs. Then the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes so deep in a person's heart 
Another sign is that they can't forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Rabbani Sheikh Ahmed Sirhindinata used this term called Fanai Kalbi. Fanai Kalbi means that now this heart is so absorbed in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it can never forget Allah ta'ala. He also said a term, he said, Al-Fani la yurad. What does it mean? So our Sheikh gives a strange example. He says, just like a person when they become balik, they can never go back. Hmm? Once they cross the point of maturity, they can never go back. When this person crosses, and it's a lot of effort, crosses the immaturity of unlawful love, crosses the immaturity of unlawful love for Gerla, enters deeply and completely into the maturity of the pure, true love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah ta'ala gives them, there comes a state then, at some point in this journey, that Allah ta'ala grants that person kubuliyah. What does it mean? Allah ta'ala accepts that person's love. When Allah ta'ala accepts that person's love, now that person's love is unfading. That's why we should be scared that there were some nights of my life I loved Allah Ta'ala, I behaved like His lover. There were other nights of my life I betrayed Allah Ta'ala. Maybe Allah Ta'ala hasn't accepted my love fully yet. Because when Allah Ta'ala accepts my love, He will never let that love leave me. So this even on good nights, nights like this, there should be a fikr of ours of kubuliyah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fine, I spent some moments in your love, some hours in your love, but your became is not enough for me. 24 hours is nothing for me. I want to be makbul. I want to be your accepted one. I want you to attach me permanently to you. I want to be your true, loyal, everlasting, your everlasting lover. Your everlasting lover. This was a sign of the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that once they got this true love, they couldn't use this love. Then when that happens, then they get a feeling of mayyat. Then they feel this companionship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like he said in Quran, وَهُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ That Allah ta'ala is with you wherever you are. But most of us, we don't feel that. We are absent-minded of this. We are heartless about this. We don't even remember this. But the lovers of Allah Ta'ala, when their love is accepted, then they feel the ma'ayyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They feel the companionship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. This is why Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam write one of the last things, and according to some, the last thing, or one of the last things he said when passing away from this world, Allahumma rafiqul a'la, that, oh Allah, you're my real friend, my true friend, my exalted friend, that friend who was my companion my whole life, now I'm finally coming towards you. Means he lived his life in the friendship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, Sayyidina Rasulullah he said once in a hadith, that if I were to make anyone my khalil, I would have made Abu Bakr my khalil. Now what does that mean? It means that in terms of khalil, the most intimate level of friendship and companion for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu only Allah ta'ala was his intimate companion. No matter how much he loved Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, who was his Siddiq, who was his friend, who was his lover, who was his beloved. But a special level, which is called Khalil, Nabi Yaqreem said, no, Khalil for me is only Allah SWT. That's how much companionship Nabi Yaqreem felt with Allah SWT. Then our Mashaik mentioned a strange thing, big long story of Majnoon. Now many of you have heard this, Majnoon was somebody who fell in love with a woman. This is a real story. This is like from, I think, Tabai Tabin, one of the earliest periods of Muslim history. And the woman he loved, her name was Layla. Now there are many stories about this. But Ajib, one shaykh, he said that Allah Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment will make Majnoon stand. And everybody who comes to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will present to them Majnoon. And said that if someone, meaning Majnoon, can love a woman in the world so much, why couldn't you love me so much? 
If he can love an unlawful love so much, why couldn't you love me so much? And it's true. That this is a love, this lustful romance love is not the love for which we were created. It's not the love with which we have been born. But if a person for this love can be so helpless, can be so devoted, can be so passionate, can then you can then imagine the level of passion of the true lovers of Allah Ta'ala for who love in the love that they were created for, who love the love that they were born for, who love Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala as he, as he should be loved with all of their heart. So these were the signs that we love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what did Allah ta'ala say, however, in the verse we recited in the beginning, yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu, that Allah ta'ala loves the believers. Yuhibbuhum, Allah loves them. Wa yuhibbunahu, and they love Allah. One of the beautiful things about this, Akul would say Allah Ta'ala should have said, Yuhibbunahu wa yuhibbuhum. The believers love Allah, and then Allah Ta'ala would say Allah loves them. No. Allah Ta'ala first said, Yuhibbuhum. Allah loves them. Wa yuhibbunahu, and they love Allah. It means actually, that we are already the beloved. If you have iman, you're already the beloved of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That's what Allah Ta'ala means in Quran. Allahu waliyulladhina amanu. Allah Ta'ala could have said, Allahu waliyulladhina amanu wa amilu salihat. No. So many places in Quran, Alladhina amanu wa amilu salihat. Alladhina amanu wa amilu salihat. But when Allah Ta'ala wanted to announce His love, His wilaya, He only made one condition for that. Allahu waliyulladhina amanu. Allah Ta'ala is the wali of all those who believe. Even then Allah Ta'ala did ishara, that even if they're not doing amal salih, they're in zulamat, they're in darknesses of sin, they're in darknesses of ignorance, but they still have iman. I Allah am still their friend. And if ever they would call upon me with their iman, if they ever tried to adorn their iman, yukhrijuhum min zulamati ila nur. Allah Ta'ala says that He is the being who takes them out from all of their darknesses into nur, into the light of hidayah, the light of His rahmah, the light of obedience. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has love for us also. So there are some signs that Allah ta'ala loves us. There are some signs that Allah ta'ala loves us. First sign, Allah ta'ala says in Quran that He is the intense wali, the intense guardian provider of the salihin, of those who are the virtuous upright believers. Means Allah Ta'ala becomes the nourisher of that person, sustainer of that person, guardian of that person, provider of that person. Sometimes when we see these awliya Allah, it's like Allah Ta'ala arranged everything. They have like an incredible event planner and arranger for their whole life. Allah Ta'ala just makes everything in their life fall into place. Allah Ta'ala tells their wali, He loves that person, He makes arrangements for them. Then Allah Ta'ala bestows hikmah to that person. Hikmah means that they, Allah Ta'ala blesses them to make the right decision at the right time in the right way with the right intention. This is hikmah. To make the right decision at the right time in the right way with the right intention. He gives them this ability. That's why when we go to our Mashaikh, yes, some people wonder, okay, you should ask them about your deen. Why do you do mushawara with them? Why do you do mushra with them? About things to do about the dunya. Right? Don't you remember Nabi Akram said in Hadith, that was on one occasion in one particular technical, scientific, agricultural matter. He told Sahaba that you know better than me, right? Because it had nothing to do whatsoever with deen. However, many of our lifestyle issues, our life questions, the decisions we make have an impact on our deen. It has an impact on our akhirah. 
Sometimes where you study will have an impact on your deen. Sometimes what career you pursue will have an impact on your deen. Who you marry will have an impact on your deen. Where you live will have an impact on your deen. So that wasn't mentioned in this hadith. That hadith was about some matter that is so purely related to dunya exclusively, has no relevance to deen. For that the Prophet said, okay, Sahaba, you know these things better than me then. But when it comes to so many things in our life, that have an effect on our deen. We do mushawara, we take mushfar from our mashayikh. Why? Because they're the lovers and beloveds of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah ta'ala has put hikmah in them. Allah ta'ala has gifted them with the gift of hikmah. Wisdom. Wisdom. And Allah ta'ala accepts their du'as. Allah ta'ala makes them mustajabu dawat. Allah ta'ala accepts their heartfelt prayers. So these are some of the signs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us. Now let's go back to the first set of signs. If somebody tonight here feels that I don't have any of those signs in me, I don't have the signs of love, I don't have the symptoms of love, I don't have the andazi muhabbat, adai muhabbat, the mannerisms of love. So this our Mashaik said that this love is a way. This is a path of love. And this path of love has been paved by something even more precious then bricks of diamond or tiles of gold, this path of love is paved through the footsteps of the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hence Allah teaches us in Quran, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطُ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ That Allah ta'ala grant us hidayah, guide us on this sirat al-mustaqeem. What is the guide? What is this sirat al-mustaqeem made of? What is that road? What are the tiles on that road? Sirat al-ladheena an'amta alayhim is a path of those whom you have blessed. Allah says in Quran, That those whom Allah Ta'ala has blessed, they are from all of His Prophets and Anbiya. And for us, first and foremost, Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. And then, but the Prophet is not physically present in front of us today. The Shuhada, they're also not physically present in front of us today. Because by virtue of who they are, they've given their life for Allah Ta'ala, they are martyrs. So there are two categories left though. There are two living marks of that Sirat al-Mustaqeem. They are called Siddiqeen and Salihin. And Quran is eternal truth. There will always be living Siddiqeen and there will also always be living Salihin. And if we put our footprints in their footsteps, if we pattern our lives on their lives, if we follow their teachings and their guidance, we will be guided on Sirat al-Mustaqeem. And this is a dua Allah Ta'ala asks us to pray in every salah, in every rakah in Surah Fatiha. Allahu Akbar. So we are in need of this hidayah. We are in need of this guidance. One example of this guidance is the guidance on how to love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The Salihin love Allah Ta'ala. The Shuhada love Allah Ta'ala. The Siddiqeen love Allah Ta'ala. And the Nabiin, they all love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So we are going to pause now for Isha Salah. And then we come back from Isha Salah, we are going to complete for about 15 or so minutes about the signs that Allah Ta'ala has love for the believers and then after we complete the talk we'll make dua and our real purpose in coming here is always is to make dua to make dua for ourselves to make dua for one another to make dua all together to make dua for the entire ummah so everybody should make sure they stay back for the dua because each and every one of us needs the duas of one another and this is the real blessing of these gatherings, is that Allah Ta'ala accepts the du'as of the jama'ah. If any one person prays to Allah Ta'ala sincerely, 
then that one person's sincere dua can be a means of attracting Allah Ta'ala's love and mercy on the whole gathering. Says that Allah Ta'ala accepts the duas of the whole gathering. May Allah Ta'ala accept us for His love. May He put in our heart every sign of His love. May He put us in the symptom of love, the pangs of love, the yearnings of love. And may He make us وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشْهَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّنْ آلَمِ mentioned something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about how much he can love a believer. So we were talking about the signs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves a believer. Now in this hadith, what happens to a person when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves a believer? First, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That none of my servants come closer to me with anything more beloved to me then the fara'is. So what does this mean? That doing what Allah Ta'ala commanded us to do is the way to get the qurb of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way to love Allah Ta'ala. The way to be beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is first and foremost through the fara'is. For example, the far the fajr. The level of qurb and closeness we will get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love us in by praying fajr, that is more than any nafil that we can do. In fact, we feel that a person could pray 1,000 rakats of tahajjud and still they won't get the qurb of two fard the fajr. They can't make up for those two qurb, the qurb, the closest they would have gotten to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from two fard the fajr. So this person who is the true lover, what do they do? They do everything that Allah Ta'ala wants them to do, all the farais, all the wajibat, all the required sunnahs. But then they keep going because they have that restless love for Allah Subhanahu Wa And then the person comes closer to Allah Ta'ala, Qurb bin Nawafil. They make long zikr, long muraqabah, long tilawat, long salah, more sadaqah. They come closer and closer Hatta until what? Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Hatta uhibbahu. Until then I love that person. I decree my love for that person. I stamp my love for that person on their heart. That person becomes my mahaboob. You see, sometimes people ask that, why do you think that there are some people in the ummah who are mahaboob? We know, not think, we know that there are some people in ummah who are mahaboob because Sayyidina Rasulullah told us in Hadith in Sahih Bukhari that there are some people that are mahaboob. Now what happens? فَإِذَا أَحْبَبْتُهُ And the moment I fall in love with him, Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, the very moment I decree my love for him, the moment this person gets my love, كُنْتُ سَمْعُهُ الَّذِي يَسْمَعُ بِي I become the ear to which he ears I become the eyes through which he sees that I become the hand through which he grabs or strikes and I become the feet through which he walks and if this beloved of mine were to ask me anything I would grant him everything this is called mustajabud dawa this is called makbul so it's proof from the sunnah of Nabi Akram Sassam that people are like that. That Allah Ta'ala loves such a person. Then Allah continues, That if they were to seek refuge, protection to me from anything, I would grant them protection. Then Ajeeb Allah Ta'ala says, And I Allah do not hesitate in doing anything. 
what I want to do, except except that I feel hesitant in taking the rule of this beloved servant of mine, that this person doesn't like dying, and I don't like to make this person do something they dislike. What does it mean they don't like dying? They love to die to meet Allah Ta'ala, but the actual act of dying, the actual act of the ruh being taken out, even the Siddiqeen will feel a slight discomfort when the angel of death takes their ruh out. So everybody has a slight karahat for that moment. So Allah Ta'ala is being so in love with this person, so sensitive that even though he wants to meet me, is dying to meet me, is yearning to meet me, but at that final moment when the angel of death takes their ruh out, they feel slight discomfort. Allah Ta'ala is saying almost as if Allah is saying, I feel sadness having to take, give this beloved of mine even the slight discomfort. I wish I could give him no discomfort. This is the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then our mashayikh, they explained and commented on this hadith. What does it mean that I become the ears through which he ears and the eyes through which he sees? What does that mean? So our mashayikh said what it means is that this person only listens for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever they listen to is what Allah wills them to listen to. They only see for the sake of Allah ta'ala. Whatever they look is what only Allah wills them to look at. And that these are the two sources of love. That they gave their ear only to love for Allah Ta'ala and their eyes only for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That's why Allah Ta'ala told Ummahatul Mu'mineen in Quran that don't even speak softly to somebody. Let somebody listening feel love for you. Ya Nisa'an Nabiyya. Ya Nisa'an Nabiyya. That oh uh, wives of beloved messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that you're not like any other woman in the world. If you want to have taqwa, uh, you should not soften your voice. Do not speak in an alluring, soft, attractive tone. Why? That anybody in their heart who has impurity, who has sickness in their heart, they will start feeling feelings for you. No, you should speak to them in a proper way, in a known way, in a customary way, without softening your voice. Why? Because the ears is one way that a person falls in love. So it means these people, their ears were only for Allah. Their hearing was only for Allah. So Allah says, I become the hearing by which you hear. All of you know about looking. Right? Allah commands us in Quran to lower our gaze. Why? Because what we see enters into our heart. When we see, we fall in love. So these people only had eyes for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They had only ears for Allah ta'ala. So it says, I then become the ears through which they hear. I become the eyes through which they see. Then Ajib our Shaykh, when he taught us this hadith, he said, now Allah ta'ala doesn't mention the tongue, that I become the tongue through which they speak. Because the tongue isn't real love. You really listen to your beloved. You love to gaze at your beloved. But the tongue can be hypocritical. You can say, I love my Allah. But you don't really mean it. You don't really do it. You can say, I'm a dhakir. I'm a sufi. I'm a malvi. But inside at night when you're alone, you still sin. So Allah Ta'ala didn't mention the tongue at all. Because the tongue can be false. The tongue can be fake. The tongue can be untrue. And what does it mean that then Allah Ta'ala mentions the hand and the feet. Well, the ears and the eyes are the source of love. And then the hands and the feet are symbolic of being firm on that love, steadfast on that love, that the very life is lived for this love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So this is the sign that Allah SWT mentioned in Nabi Karim taught us that Allah Ta'ala sent Hadith Qudsi about what happens when Allah SWT loves a person. So much love Allah SWT has. And then what does it mean then? What's the combination of all this? The eyes, the hearing, the hands, the feet. This person feels the ma'iyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the same love that Allah Ta'ala gave to the Nabiyyin. So when Nabi Kareem sallallahu and Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq were in the cave, they felt that Allah Ta'ala was with them. When Sayyidina Musa salam was with Harun salam and the enemies were coming, they felt that Allah Ta'ala was with them. So Allah Ta'ala mentions these things in Quran, Inna Allaha ma'ana, that indeed Allah Ta'ala is with us. Wa inna Allaha lama al-mafsideen, indeed Allah Ta'ala's might and companionship is with those who do good. Inna ni ma'akuma, Allah Ta'ala tells Musa salam, Harun salam, that indeed I Allah ma'akuma, I am with the two of you. I hear and I see everything that is happening to you. Then another hadith in Bukhari, Nabi Yukreem said that there are such people, inna min ibadillah, that indeed from the servants and slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, man lo aqsama alallahi, there are such people that if they say something and take Allah Ta'ala's name, la abarrahu, Allah Ta'ala fulfills their custom, Allah Ta'ala fulfills what they say. There are such people who become so much beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then it came in hadith, Sayyidina Rasulullah s.a.w. said, when Allah ta'ala loves someone, He will test them. So a lot of people, they get scared by this hadith. People ask, no, when Allah ta'ala tests someone, He will always give us more. Always give us more. Always give us more. Example, Allah ta'ala tested Sayyidina Ayyub a.s. Ayyub a.s. passed the test. What did Allah ta'ala say in Quran? وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُمْ مَعَهُمْ That Allah Ta'ala says that we gave Ayyub what? But we gave him back his family وَمِثْلَهُمْ مَعَهُمْ And yet another family along with them. We gave him back more than we, he had lost. رَحْمَةً مِنَّا وَذِكْرَ لِأُولُ الْأَلْبَابِ As a mercy from us and as a reminder for those who have lub, those who perceive things with their heart, those who try to understand things with their heart. Ibrahim a.s. was tested that you slaughter Ismail a.s. Ibrahim a.s. offered to do it. He tried to do it. He obeyed Allah Ta'ala's command. What did Allah Ta'ala say? وَبَهَبْنَا لَهُ إِسْحَاقُ وَيَعْقُوبُ That we gave him back Ismail a.s. And then we gave him another son, Ishaq. And we gave him a grandson called Yaqub a.s. Nafila. We gave them this like, uh, you can say extra, as extra benefit. وَكُلَّنْ جَعَلْنَا صَالِحِينَ And we made each and every one of them Ismail, Ishaq and Yaqub from Salihin, from the virtuous believers. Actually from Nabiin. This is the gift that was given to Ibrahim a.s. He was ready to give one non-prophet son. At that time Ismail a.s. had not been given Nabuat yet. He was ready to sacrifice one non-prophet son for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala honored that test. Allah Ta'ala made him the father and forefather of thousands of Anbiya. So when Allah Ta'ala tests us, He may test us. He may temporarily take something from us. But if we remain true in our love to Him, Allah gives us infinitely more than anything He can deprive from us. Allahu Akbar. This is the way Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala honors those whom He loves. So our Shaykh says that to love Allah Ta'ala is fard and is a kard. It's fard because Allah Ta'ala has commanded us in Quran that we must love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And it's a kard. The kard means it's alone because Allah already loves us. <laughs> because already loves us so to love Allah Ta'ala back, to reciprocate that love, to make that one-way love, two-way love. That's alone due upon us. Now I will just end with some stories of the lovers from the Nabiin and the Oliya. So you see what this end is of this love. So first story. 
He writes in one of his works that he addresses Allah Subhanahu and he says, Oh Allah Subhanahu you know everything about me and my heart, therefore you know that for the 70 years of my life, in my heart I only had love for you. He presents 70 years of his life, his entire lifetime. Allah Ta'ala, I never ever had any love other than you. Allah Akbar, can you imagine a life like that? Can there be people like that on the Day of Judgment? Me and you will be examined in the same examination hall as people like this. That they lived their entire lifetime, that their heart only had love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then in Quran al-Kareem, the Quran al-Kareem, so much story of how much love Allah loves. Who are the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? His Nabiyeen, His Prophets. And Imam al-Rabbani, Shaykh Ahmed Sirhindi Namtai mentioned, the three prophets, they got three special loves from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First, obviously, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu he was the greatest beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala loved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa more than all prophets, all awliya, all sahaba, all humanity, all creation itself. The love Allah ta'ala has for Sayyidina Rasulullah you can put it on one side, and all love Allah ta'ala has all for all of the creation is still less. Then the love Allah Ta'ala had for Sayyidina Rasulullah Then this was a special love that he says is that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loved the Prophet intrinsically, inherently. Ibrahim Islam got another type of love. Put it this way, simply speaking, Sayyidina Rasulullah is Habibullah. Sayyidina Rasulullah is Habibullah. Ibrahim Islam was Khalilullah. What does this mean? This is a different word. So Imam Rabbana to open this up. He said that Ibrahim Islam is Khalilullah because Ibrahim Islam left all the shirk, left all the false loves, filled our heart with his love, was with Allah Ta'ala's love, was Hanif. So Allah Ta'ala loved Sayyidina Rasulullah for who the false Islam was. And Allah Ta'ala loved Ibrahim Islam because of the attributes Ibrahim Islam had. He loved him for the attributes that he had. So when Sayyidina Rasulullah he came to learn this, so he wanted that Allah Ta'ala, I know you love me for who I am. But the same love that you have for Ibrahim Islam, that that is lesser. I'm more beloved to you. But still, the way you love Ibrahim Islam for his attributes, for his sifat, I want you to love me that way also. That's why he taught Ummah to make this dua, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama salaita ala Ibrahima wa ala ali Ibrahim minna kamina majid. Now ordinary people wonder, why would the Prophet say this? That bless me the way you blessed Ibrahim. Ibrahim Islam is not as at the same rank of the Prophet but Nabi Yaqim had a hidden desire here, that Ya Allah, you love me anyway, but you loved Ibrahim Islam, you made him your Khalil, I'm your Habib, I want to be your Khalil also. I'm your Mahabub, I want to be your Khalil also. So Allah Ta'ala send your same blessings on me, the way you made Ibrahim Islam your Khalil, make me your Khalil also. I want that type of love also. This is the nature of the beloved. They want their lover to give every type of love for them. They want every aspect of love, every angle of love, every flavor of love, every taste of love. This was how much Allah, Nabi Karim Sassam loved to become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So sometimes you can understand for an example that if there's a child, so the mother loves her child just because he's her child. But the true son, what does he want? That I know my mother loves me because I'm her son, but I also want to get some good qualities in me so my mother loves me for those sifat also. So this is what Sayyidina Rasulullah was saying. 
that Allah Ta'ala I've seen in Quran that you love Ibrahim so much. You told me to follow his millah. You loved him for his qualities. You love me for who I am. Allah Ta'ala I want you to love me for the qualities also. Like you love Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ajeeb, Allah Akbar. How much these anbiya loved Allah Ta'ala and how much they were loved by Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. So this is also sunnah. So we are ummati of the Prophet We should be as haris. We should be as wanting to be the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every way. The same way our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu wanted to be the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every way. So this is what Allah ta'ala says in Quran. He shows how much love he has for the anbiya. He loves talking about anbiya in Quran. Sometimes when Musa is coming to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the mountain, then Allah, I'm sorry, in Medan. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَمَّا جَاءَ مُوسَ لِمِكَاتِنَا When Musa came to the place appointed to me. What does this mean? So the lover, he remembers whenever his beloved comes to meet them. This is why Allah is talking in Quran. He's loving it. That, oh, Musa Islam, he came to meet me at this place. So he's telling Ummah, he's telling Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu he's making it part of the stories in Quran. This is like the love stories of Quran. Where Ibrahim al-Ladhi wafa. And Ibrahim al-Islam, he was the one who had the most wafa, who was the most obedient to me. Then Allah Ta'ala says about Ibrahim Alayhislam, his beloved, Inna Ibrahim kana Ummah. That indeed Ibrahim Alayhislam, he was one person, but he was like a whole Ummah. This is how much love Allah Ta'ala had for Ibrahim Alayhislam. Qanitan lillah. He was obedient to Allah Subhanahu Hanifa. He was personally pure and detached from all ghairullah. Walam yakum min al And never ever was, did he include anyone in his love for me. That's how we will translate it here. And never ever did he include anyone in his love for me. Shaqinan li'an umihi. And he was grateful for all the blessings I sent upon him. Ijtabahu wa hadahu ila siratim mustaqeem. Allah Ta'ala says, I selected him and I guided him for the straight path. Allah Ta'ala is expressing his love for Ibrahim alayhi salam in Quran. Thumma awheyna ilayka anittaba millata Ibrahim hanifa. Allah Ta'ala tells the Prophet that we have sent wahi to you, that you, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu you are Nabi anbiya but you will do ittiba, you will follow Millat Ibrahim, you will follow this way of love that Ibrahim Alayhi had for me. Therefore this Ummah will go on Hajj, where Ibrahim Alayhi did his acts of love, Maqam Ibrahim, he built the Kaaba as an act of love, this Ummah will go there. He used to, his wife, a Mahajar, ran from Safa and Marwa, this Ummah will go there. He sacrificed he tried to sacrifice his son Ismail Islam. This Ummah will honor that sacrifice because these were all the acts of love of Ibrahim Islam. Allah Ta'ala loves his lover that Allah Ta'ala wanted the Ummah of his beloved to do the same acts of his lover. This is just love. What else is there? Why do me and you run from Safar to Marwa or walk from Safar to Marwa? Because one of Allah Ta'ala's lovers did that. That's simple. <laughs> That's it. Then Allah Ta'ala says, again with love for Ibrahim Islam, وَذْكُرْ فِي الْكِتَابِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ إِنَّهُ كَانَ صِدِّيكًا نَبِيًّا And remember and make mention of Ibrahim Islam in this Qur'an. Indeed he was a Siddiq and he was a Nabi. He was the truest of the true and a prophet of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. Same way Allah Ta'ala talks about Musa Islam, وَذْكُرْ فِي الْكِتَابِ مُوسَى إِنَّهُ كَانَ مُخْلَصًا وَكَانَ رَسُولًا نَبِيًّا that make mention in the Quran of another beloved Allah, Musa Islam. He was mukhlis, he was mukhlas, he was made pure and sincere by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he was a messenger and a prophet. This is how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. 
So the last verse you can understand for this is then when Allah Ta'ala loved these three special beloveds of His, Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, Sayyidina Ibrahim, Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, Sayyidina Rasulullah alayhi salam. So the lover, they even loved the places of their beloved. So Allah Ta'ala started saying, Qasim wa tini wa zaytun. So this is the place of the fig and all of the place of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Wa turi sinin, on that mount tour where my beloved Musa salam came to me. Wa had al-balad al-ameen. And this wonderful city of sanctuary which is the place of my Nabi Kareem when Allah Ta'ala loves his beloveds in his Quran he even takes qasam by the cities and places of his beloveds this is how much Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala loved the Anbiya and Mursaleen so when we read Quran we should feel the love for Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala we should try to feel the love that the Anbiya felt for Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala that's the real reason why other prophets are mentioned in Quran because they're stories of love so we can learn to love Allah Ta'ala the way the Anbiya loved Allah Ta'ala we can yearn to become the beloved of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala the way all of those Anbiya were beloved to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala But instead we are so full of unlawful love. So full of... Some of us feel all of this passion, but we fear for Ghairullah. Some of us feel all of these signs, but we have it for Ghairullah. We're restless for some Ghair Mahram. We're yearning for some Ghair Mahram. We're missing some Ghair Mahram. We're dreaming for some Ghair Mahram. We're striving for some Ghair Mahram. We have the same signs, but not for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have it in an unlawful way. So Mulana Rum, he wrote a strange story, parable. He says that one day Majnoon was sitting in the beach and he was writing and writing. It was a hot summer day. He was dripping in sweat. So somebody came to him and said, Oh Majnoon, what is it that you're writing? What are you doing? And Majnoon said, What else am I doing? I'm writing the name of my beloved Layla, Layla, Layla. And just writing her name is giving me so much pleasure that I don't feel the heat of the sun. I don't feel the sweat that I have. And then Malana Rum he writes that, Oh Majnoon, how sad is this? What happened to you? That your heart is so full of love for this Layla. Does your heart not have any space for Allah? Does your heart not have any space for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And a lot of us, we are Majnoon. Somebody's majnoon about their job. Somebody's majnoon about their business. Somebody's majnoon about dunya. Somebody's majnoon about ghair mahram. Somebody's majnoon about themselves, their career, their fame, their name, their prestige. We have also become majnoon of all of these false loves. We are the same way like he was. We ignore, we make mujahida for the sake of these false loves. We can bear the heat, we can stay up all night for work, stay up all night for dunya, stay up all night for studies. We can't do that mujahida for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are all majnoons of ghairullah. What happened to us? We were supposed to be majnoon of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We were supposed to be majnoon of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now understand the qadr that we should have for this awliyaullah. Why we need this awliyaullah? Because these awliyaullah, they put this love back in our heart. They fit the peace of love for Allah Ta'ala in our heart. We're losing it. We've lost it, many of us. Let me show you now through two last stories. And we will end this talk for tonight. To show you how much these awliyaullah wanted to put love in the hearts of people. And then how much people used to want to take love from the awliyaullah. One of the mashayikh in our silsila aliyah 
انہاں طریقہ نقش بندیوں میں جد دیا شیخ خواجہ عبد الخالق غجدوانی نام تعلی عجیب تنگ ہی روٹ ان ون اف ہز بکس ہی روٹ دیٹ وی این آئی واز جسٹ ایکسپلینگ ٹو یو ہز ورڈز دیٹ وٹ ڈیڈ ہی فیل ہی وانٹڈ دیٹ اٹس آور ڈیوٹی ہو دوز ہو ہیو دا لو فار اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی دیئر ڈیوٹی دیٹ دے شوڈ گیو دس لو ٹو اینی ون این ایوری ون ہو ایسوسیٹس وتھ دیم دس واز دیئر فیلنگ دیٹ اینی بڈی ہو ایون ہیز دا لیسٹ ایسوسیشن وتھ می It's my duty to give them the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he wrote that I will not sit in peace. I will not be at rest. I will not be at ease until I put so much love in the heart of that person that that person is freed from Jahannam. And then what did he write? He wrote that even if, he wrote that even if from any of my associates, a fly was to move from the clothing of one of my associates and land onto the clothing of somebody else, even that nisbat is enough for me that I have to fill the heart of that person with love for Allah Ta'ala so they're protected from Jahannam. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? An associate of an associate. No. An associate of his, a student of his, if a fly went up from him and landed somebody else, he said, that's enough taluk, that's a connection, that's a relation, I have to fill their hearts with the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then imagine what they would do for the people who voluntarily came to sit with them, voluntarily came to learn with them, did kunu ma'as-sadiqeen with them, put their hand in their hand, became bare to them, pledged to Allah Ta'ala a commitment to make tazkiyah, and took them as their guide in tazkiyah. Imagine how much love they would have put in their hearts. Then Shaykh Ashraf Ali Thanvinam Ta'ala, he has written a risala on the tariqah kalandariyah, What does it mean? Kalandar means that person who is just the crazy, mad, passionate lover for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is restlessly seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one occasion in history where this word was used, there was a person called Malana Fakhruddin al-Iraqi ram ta'ala and he was the student of Hazrat Shah Bahauddin Zakariya Multani ram ta'ala. And Malana Fakhruddin al-Iraqi ram ta'ala, he once went to a sheikh and he said such strange poetry. He was desperately seeking the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he went to this lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Shaykh Bahauddin Zakariya Multani Nantale. And he went to a sheikh and he said some poetry in Persian which I can just explain to you in Urdu and English. A jeep poetry. He says, Oh my sheikh, Oh my sheikh, I tried to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want taqwa. And the path for taqwa is long and difficult. But I have been trying, I have been seeking, I have been striving. I have been in Makkah, I have been in the Mataf. When I started to pray, a voice has given me the word, that, Hey, Munafik, what are you doing again? And you want to pray? A caller called to me that you want to do tawaf of Baytullah. Look what you used to do outside. Look what you did in your home country. Look what you did in your city. Look at all the sins that you did. And now you want to come here and do tawaf of Baytullah. So he said, I made tawaf and I was still mahroom. I made tawaf but I realized I didn't get this love for Allah Ta'ala. Then he said, okay, then I decided to pray salah. I made salah. He said, I made salah. I felt the earth cry out to me. I felt the earth cry out to me, کہ اے ظالم تو نے مجھ پر سجدہ کر کر مجھے خراب کر دیا تو اتنو گناگار ہے اتنو منافق ہے تیرا ماتھے پر مجھ پر لگنے سے میں خراب ہو گیا that oh hypocrite you were such a sinner 
that you're doing sajda on me is spoiling me. So he went to a shaykh and shaykh, oh, even the mataf doesn't accept me. Open the pieces of earth that I prayed, they are sick of me, they are rejecting me. He said, I have no other hope except for you. Oh, shaykh, you put the love for Allah in my heart. You put taqwa in my heart. I've come to do kunu ma'asadikin. I've come to learn to be a lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From you who are a lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, put your love in my heart. Allah Akbar. This is the level of love with which people used to come to these mashayikh, to come to the awliyaullah. This was how much love they wanted for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, minallah, wahamallah, masaniyana, sinuna, muhammad, wa ala ali sinuna, muhammadin, wa barik, wa sallim. Rabbana, thanamna, anfusana, wa inlam takfir lana, wa tarhamna, nanakunanna, minal khasirin. Rabbana, Ya Allah, You are a kind and generous Rabb. Ya Allah, You have given us every bounty and blessing that we have. Dalamna anfusana. Ya Allah, we wronged our own selves. We sinned against Your commands. We broke Your rules. We allowed ourselves to become distant from You. Ya Allah, we fell in every other love except for You. Dalamna anfusana. Wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna. Ya Allah, if You do not forgive us on this night, if You do not send Your mercy upon us tonight, lakun lakunanna min al-khasirin. We will be in eternal loss. We will have lost everything, Ya Allah. If we lose You, Yalla, we came here tonight to repair that loss, to connect ourselves to you, to reunite our heart to you, to pledge our heart to you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept our coming here, accept our gathering here, accept our sitting here. Ya Rabbi Kareem, take out all the unlawful lust from our heart, take out all the lust from our heart, take out all the romance from our heart, take out every attraction, every inclination, every awareness of ghair mahram from our heart. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, fill our heart with a love for you, a longing for you. We too want to be amongst those people who are always missing you, who are always remembering you, who are always yearning for you. Yalla, put the flame of love for you in our heart. Ignite this talab in our heart. Put this ragbat in our heart. We too want to be Abdul Munib. We too want to have Kalbun Munib. Yalla, put in our heart a love for Quran, a love for Deen Islam, a love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, a love for all of his Sahaba, Allah for all of his seerah, Allah for all of his sunnah, Allah for all of the siddiqeen, Allah for all of the shuhada, Allah for all of the ulama, love for all the awliya, love for the salihin, put in our heart, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Allah for all mu'mineen, unite us on this love, strengthen us on this love, let us live on this love, let us die on this love, let us be raised on this love, and Ya Rabbi Kareem, wa hasuna ula'ika rafiqa, Yalla keep us in all of eternity on this love. Join us with those that we love. Al-Mar'uma aman ahamba ya Allah. Join us with those who we love. Connect us to those who we love. Grant us the company of those we love. In Akhirah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Grant us Jannat al-Firdaus, Ya Allah. The Jannat of your lovers. The Jannat of your beloveds. Ya Rabbi Kareem. We made a niyyah on this night. Make us steadfast, Ya Allah. Make us firm, Ya Allah. The dunya is waiting for us. Makhluk is waiting for us. Our nafs is waiting for us. Shaitan is waiting for us. Yalla, keep us attracted towards you. Keep us connected towards you. Grant us hidayah, Allah. Ehdina, ya Rabbi Kareem. Grant us hidayah, ya Allah. Keep us on surat al-mustaqeem. Yalla, we ask your forgiveness for all the sins that we ever did. Forgive us for the sins that we did with the ears. Forgive us for the unlawful pleasures we tasted. Forgive us for the sins that we did with our eyes. Forgive us for the unlawful pleasures we glanced at. 
Ya Rabbi Kareem, let this heart taste the sweetness of your love, the lazat of ibadah, the lutf of ibadah, the halawat of iman. Ya Rabbi Kareem, unhook us, Ya Allah. We are addicted to our nafs. We are slaves of our nafs. Free us, Ya Rabbi Kareem. We have seen the prisoners of this world. They ask others for mercy. They plea for clemency. Ya Allah, we are prisoners of our nafs, Ya Rabbi Kareem. And you are Ar-Rahman. You are Ar-Rahim. Rescue us, Ya Allah. Deliver us, Ya Allah. Take us out from this prison of this nafs. Ya Rabbi Kareem, give us the freedom of your love. The freedom of Ubudiyah. The freedom of being your slaves. Ya Allah, we are sick and tired of being the slaves of our nafs, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Help us, Ya Allah. We turn to you, Ya Rabbi Kareem, to your madad, to your nusrat, to your karam, Ya Rabbi Kareem. You help the weak when they are weak. We are weak when it comes to our nafs. Help us, Ya Allah. Change this nafs amara. Make it nafs mutmainna. Grant us that kalbun salim. Grant us himmat on deen. Istikamat on deen. Kuwat strength on deen. Passion and deen. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem. Amana gunao ko maaf farma. Apne fazal karam ka mahamla farma. Rahmat ki mahamla farma. Tu tu du fadlin adheem ali zaat hai. Tu tu ar-rahman ar-rahim zaat hai. Al-manan al-hanan zaat hai. Ya Rabbi Kareem. Hama apko manne ki nai hai. Aapko manwane ki nai hai. Aapko kurpane ki nai hai. Maan lije ya Allah. Kubool kar lije ya Allah. Apne raza ke elan kar dijiye. آپ راضی ہو جا یا رب کریم راضی ہو جا تجھے راضی کرنے کے لیے آئے ہیں یا رب کریم اگر مسجد سے نکل کر پھر بھی محروم ہوں گے ہمارے پاس کوئی اور در نہیں کوئی اور صحبت نہیں کوئی اور اجتماع نہیں کہاں جائیں گے کس کے پاس جائیں گے کس سے مانگیں گے یا رب کریم ہم تیو ہی ہمارا رب ہے ہم تجھے سے مانگ رہے ہیں تیرے گھر میں آئے ہیں مسجد میں بیٹھے ہیں اپنی رحمت کو نازل فرما اپنا فضل کو نازل فرما تیرے ایک کن کی بات ہے ہمارا فیقون ہو جائے گا تیرے ایک ارادہ کی بات ہے ہم بھی مراد بن جائیں گے یا رب کریم ہمیں بھی اپنا مراد بنا دیجئے ہمیں بھی اپنا محبوب بنا دیجئے ہمیں بھی اپنا مقبول بنا دیجئے یا رب کریم جب آپ نے ہمیں ایمان کے لیے چل لیا تو ایمان کی صفات بھی دے دیجئے ایمان کی قددانی بھی دے دیجئے جب آپ نے امت مصطفیٰ سمے سے بنا دیا یا رب کریم ہمیں حیا والا بنا دیجئے اخلاص والا بنا دیجئے تقوی والا بنا دیجئے یا رب کریم ہم نہیں جانتے کہ عالم ارواح میں آپ نے کون سی نظر ہماری روح پر ڈالی کہ آپ نے ایمان کی توفیق عطا فرمائے یا رب کریم ہم ابھی بھی محتاج ہیں وہی نظر نائد فرما وہی چن فرما ہمیں بھی مشتبہ بنا ہمیں بھی مصطفیٰ بنا ہمیں دوبارہ وہ نظر ہدایت نائد فرما ہمیں تقوی کے لیے چن دیجئے جس انداز سے آپ نے ہمیں ایمان دے دیا ہم اس کے مستحق نہیں تھے نہ ہم نے آپ سے اس کو مانگا نہ ہم اس کے حق ادا کر سکے بغیر حق آپ نے ہمیں ایمان دے دیا بکریم تقوی بھی دے دیجئے تقوی بھی دے دیجئے ہمیں متقین بنا دیجئے سالحین بنا دیجئے بکریم سالوں گزر رہے ہیں ہم تقوی کا نام سن رہے ہیں یہ تقوی کب دل میں آئے گا بکریم ہم نے تو اپنی جوانی اس نیت سے گزاری کہ جب بات سفید ہوں گے متقین بنیں گے 
یارے بکریم بال بھی سفید ہو رہے پھر بھی تک انہیں آیا دل ابھی بھی کالا ہے یارے بکریم آپ لاج رکھ لیجیے آپ سفید بالوں کی لاج رکھ لیجیے ہمارے عمر کی لاج رکھ لیجیے چالیس سال ہو گئے ابھی آپ کے چاہنے والے نہیں بن سکے دنیا میں گھومتے ہیں آپ کی تلاش میں یارے بکریم اپنے آپ کو اپنا دے دیجیے ہم آپ سے آپ کی مانگ رہے ہیں آپ سے آپ کا تعلق مانگ رہے ہیں آپ سے آپ کا رشتہ مانگ رہے ہیں علامہ من کا انت یا اللہ ہم آپ سے کے سوالی بن کر آئے ہیں ہمیں کوئی اور چیز نہیں چاہیے نہ دنیا کی غرض ہے نہ مال کی غرض ہے نہ مسائل پیش کر رہے ہیں آج رات آپ سے آپ ہی سے مانگ رہے ہیں آپ کے سوالی بن کر آئے ہیں بھیک مانگنے کے لیے آئے ہیں آپ نے تو خود ہمیں حکم دیا وہ فلا تنہا تنہا بھیک مانگنے کے لیے آئے اس کو جھڑکی نہیں دینا یار بکریم ہم آپ کے سائل بن کر آئے ہیں آپ سے آپ ہی مانگ رہے ہیں دے دیجیے اللہ اپنی محبت دے دیجیے اپنا قرب دے دیجیے ہم نے تو تاریخ میں دیکھا آپ نے بہت سے لوگ کو اپنا محبت دیا یار بکریم بشر حافی وہ دنیا کے نشہ میں گھوم رہا تھا آپ کی نظر ان پر بھر گئی آپ نے اپنا نشہ ان کو پلا دیجیے یار بکریم ہم بھی دنیا کے نشے میں گھوم رہے ہم بھی نفس کے نشے کے پیچھے لگے وہی نظر جو آپ نے ان پر عنایت فرمایا وہی نظر ہمیں بھی عنایت کر دیجیے ہمیں بھی دیکھ دیجیے ارے بکریم فضول ابن یاد ڈاکوں کا سردار تھا آپ کی نظر ان پر بن گئی اولیا کا سردار بن گیا ارے بکریم وہ لوگوں کا مال چوری کرتا تھا ہم اپنے ایمان کے ڈاکو کر چکے ہیں اپنا حیا کو ڈاکو کر چکے ہیں اپنے حیا پر ڈاکو مار چکے ہیں کرم کر دیجیے اللہ مہربانی فرما دیجیے فضل کر دیجیے نظر ڈال دیجیے عنایت کر لیجیے ہمیں بھی قبول کر لیجیے یا اللہ اپنا درد عطا فرما اپنا غم عطا فرما ایک ایسے دل دے دیجیے جو آپ کے محمد میں کامتا ہے جو آپ کے ڈر میں کامتا ہے ارے بکریم آئندہ کبھی بھی گناہ کا ارادہ ہو ہمیں یاد دلا دینا یاد دہانی کر دینا گناہ سے روک لینا یار بکریم ہم اس وقت ہوش میں ہو یا نہ ہو ابھی باہوش باخبر آپ کو اپنے آپ کو سپورٹ کر رہے ہیں ارے بکریم ہمارے مالک ہیں تو ہمارے رب ہیں ارے بکریم گناہ سے روک دینا ارے بکریم جبر روک دینا زبردستی روک دینا بس کسی طرح گناہ نہیں ہونے دینا ارے بکریم ہمارے اس توبہ کو قبول کر لیجیے آپ نے تو قرآن میں فرمایا ان اللہ ہمیں بڑے امید لگ گئی یا اللہ آپ نے بڑے امید دلائے ہمیں کہ ہم بار بار گناہ کریں گے بار بار توبہ کریں گے توبابین میں سمن جائیں گے ہم آپ کے محبوبین بھری جائیں گے ہمیں بھی اپنے محبوبین توبابین میں سے بنا دیجیے محبوبین متقین میں سے بنا دیجیے محبوبین صالحین میں سے بنا دیجیے بکریم آج ہم نے اپنے دل کو اپنے پیاروں کے دلوں کی کری میں ملا دیا ہم آپ کے دوستوں کے ساتھ دوستی لگا چکے ہیں ارے بکریم اصل میں ہم آپ کے ساتھ دوستی لگانا چاہتے ہیں آپ کے دوست بننا چاہتے ہیں ہم نے دنیا میں دیکھا کہ دوست کا دوست دوست بن جاتا ہے ہم بھی آپ کے دوستوں سے اس میں دوستی لگاتے ہیں کہ ہم آپ کے دوست بننا چاہتے ہیں آپ نے تو امید دلائی اللہ ولی اللہ دینا امن کہہ کر کہ یار بکریم 
کریم تو ہمارے ولی ہے ہمارے وکیل ہے ہم بھی آپ کے ولی بننا چاہتے ہیں ہم بھی آپ کے قریب بننا چاہتے ہیں آپ نے کافی انی قریب ہمیں امید لگ گئی کہ یہ قرب ہمیں بھی مل سکتا ہے ہم بھی قریب ہونا چاہتے ہیں آج اس نیت سے آئے ہیں آپ کو قرب حاصل کرنے کے لیے بکریم عطا کر لیجیے دے دیجیے پیارے اللہ اے سونے اللہ اے پیارے اللہ تیرے پاس ایسے خزانے ہیں ہمیں دیکھ کر آپ کی کوئی کمی نہیں آئے گی ہمیں بھی دے دیجیے اللہ اپنے محبت دے دیجیے اللہ محبت کے جام پلا دیجیے اس کا نش ہمیں چور کر دیجیے ہمارے دلوں کو اپنے یاد کے لیے چن لیجیے ہر قسم کا غفلت سے مچا لیجیے ارے بکریم ہم تک کب تک غافل رہیں گے کب تک خوش نماز پڑھیں گے کب تک بے دل سجد کریں گے آپ ترس کھا لیجیے اللہ ہم پر ترس کھا لیجیے رحم کھا لیجیے ہمیں بنا دیجیے اللہ تو اصل مزکی ہے مزکی حقیقی ہے ہمارے دل کی تسکیہ فرما لیجیے ارے بکریم تمام حاضرین سامعین کو اپنے مقبول بندے بندی میں سے بنا دیجیے ارے بکریم عورتوں بھی آپ کو پکار رہی ہیں ان کے ہاں کچھ بچے بھی ہاتھ اٹھا کر رکھے ہیں ہم نے دنیا میں دیکھا اگر بہت سارے عورتیں کسی سخی کے پاس جائیں تو وہ بھی ان کو پھر دے دیتا ہے ارے بکریم مجمع کے علاج رکھ دیجیے پتہ نہیں کون سا اخلاص لے کر آئے ہیں ارے بکریم کسی کو محروم نہ فرما ہمارے گناہوں کی وجہ سے ان کو محروم نہ فرما ہمیں بھی ان کے حسن زن کے مطابق بنا یا آپ کی تلاش میں گھر سے نکلے ہیں گھر واپس پہنچنے سے پہلے ان کو اپنا مراد دے دیجیے اپنا مطلوب دے دیجیے اپنا مقصود دے دیجیے بامقصد بنا دیجیے مقفورین میں سے بنا دیجیے ارے بکریم آج تک آپ کے چاہنے والوں میں سے جس انداز سے آپ کو پکارا جس کو تو پسند جس کو تجھے پسند آیا ہم سے وہی پکار قبول فرما وہی دعا قبول فرما اور نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے جو امت کے لیے دعا مانگی ارے بکریم ہم بھی امت کے فرد ہیں ہم میں تھی امتی ہیں ان تمام دعاؤں کو ہمارے حق میں قبول فرما ان تمام دعاؤں کو مستاک ہمیں بھی بنا ارے بکریم ہمیں اچھا امتی بنا اور نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کا بہترین امتی بنا ارے بکریم ہمیں آپ کا اپنا بہترین عبد بنا ارے بکریم اپنے رحمت سے کرم سے فضل سے ہمارے ان دعاؤں کو قبول فرما جس کے دل میں جو دلی تمنا ہے نیک فریاد ہے سب کے نیک مرادوں کو پورا فرما ارے بکریم امت مسلم پر اپنے خصوصی رحمت نازل فرما ہم امت کے سب سے بڑے حصے تھے ہم نے سوچا ہم جمع کر اپنے آپ کو کچھ پاک کر لیں گے ہمیں بھی فائدہ ہوگا امت کو بھی فائدہ ہوگا ارے بکریم پوری امت کی طرف سے ہم استغفار مانگتے ہیں پوری امت پر اپنی رحمت نازل فرما مغفرتا فرما ارے بکریم ہم فتنہ فساد کے زمانے میں رہ رہے ہیں فسق و فجور کا حالات ہے چاروں طرف باطل ہے آپ کرم کر لیجیے ہماری ایمان کو محفوظ فرما نوجوان امت کے نوجوانوں پر اپنے خصوصی رحمت نازل فرما اپنا تعارف کروا دیجیے اپنا غم دے دیجیے آپ ایک دفعہ اپنا تعارف کروائیں گے وہ آپ کے ایسے عاشق بن جائیں گے ہم سے تو بہت بہتر ثابت ہوں گے ارے بکریم ان کو بھی اپنی ہدایت عطا فرما ان کو بھی اپنے محمد کا جام پلا ارے بکریم جہاں امت پریشان ہے امت کے پریشانیوں کو دور فرما جہاں بھی مظلومین متاثرین اپنے غیبی مدد ان کو نصیب فرما خصوصی کرم عطا فرما ارے بکریم اور ہم سب کو امت کی خدمت کے لیے قبول فرما ارے بکریم جہاں بھی دین کا کام ہو رہا ہے جو آپ کی رضا کے مطابق ہو رہا ہے سب کو قبول فرما مساجد کو محفوظ فرما مکاتب قرآن کو محفوظ فرما مدارس اسلامیہ عربیہ 
تقویوں کو محفوظ فرما دعوت تبلیغ کی محنت کو محفوظ فرما جہاں آپ کی نام پھیلانے کے لیے کلمہ کو بلند کرنے کے لیے ایمان تازہ کرنے کے لیے جماعتیں گھوم رہے ہیں بکریم سب کو اپنی حفاظت عطا فرما قبولیت عطا فرما ان سے خوب ہدایت کو نور پھیلا بکریم جہاں آپ کو علماء لگے ہیں پڑھا رہے ہیں درس دے رہے ہیں بیانات دے رہے ہیں ان کی کوششوں کو قبول فرما ان کی باتوں میں برکت عطا فرما تاثیر عطا فرما ان کے ہاتھوں سے امت کو ہدایت عطا فرما یار بکرین جو آپ کے پیارے محبوبین اولیاء اللہ بیٹھ کر اللہ اللہ کر رہے ہیں یا دنیا میں سفر کر کر لوگ کو یہ اللہ اللہ سکھا رہے ہیں ان اولیاء اللہ کو اپنی حفاظت عطا فرما ان سے خوب ہدایت کے چشمے کو جاری ساری فرما یار بکریم ہمیں بھی ہم بھی پیاسے ہیں یار بکریم ہم ایک پیاس لے کر آئے ہیں اس پیاس کو بجھا دیجیے اللہ ایک بھوک لے کر آئے ہیں یار بکریم نواز دیجیے اللہ اپنے کرم فضل سمامنا فرما یار بکریم جو مانگا ہے وہ بھی عطا فرما جو مانگنا چاہیے تھا نہ مانگ سکے وہ بھی عطا فرما یار بکریم اس مسجد کو مرکز نور بنا مرکز سکون بنا منائے نور بنا اس شہر کے تمام مساجد کو پر نور بنا اس ملک کے تمام مساجد مکاتب کو قبول فرما تمام مدارس خانقاہوں کو قبول فرما یار بکریم ہمارے گھروں کو بھی قبول فرما ہمارے وقت میں برکت عطا فرما صحت میں برکت عطا فرما رسک میں برکت عطا فرما یار بکریم ہمارے دین میں برکت عطا فرما ہر عبادت کا اثر ہمیں نصیب فرما ہر آیت کا اثر ہمیں عطا فرما ہر حدیث کا اثر عطا فرما ہمارے دین میں برکت عطا فرما یار بکریم ہماری ان دعاؤں کو قبول فرما ربنا تکبل من انک انت السمیع العلیم وتوب علینا انک انت التواب الرحیم وصلی اللہ تعالی على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحم الراحمين آمين